When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Danny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! They were trying to lose. They tried hard tonight, Dan. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Columbus they wouldn't did. let them. Columbus would not let them lose tonight. Nope. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I would say on a boring scale of 1 to 10, the first 56 minutes were about an 8 as like, far as... 10 being the most boring? 10 being the most boring. Yeah. I would say that yeah, was I, a 7.5 to an 8. And then the last 4 minutes were like a 2. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a crazy last four minutes of a game, um, and we will talk about it. We're the Uncle Puckers, Chris and Dan. Uh, Merry Christmas, man. How was Merry your holiday Christmas. season, your days off? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Loving the Christmas season. It's always a great time of the year, and especially now that the shopping and all that pressure is over. You know, get to chill yeah. out. This week, this whole week's great, right? Between Christmas and New Year's, it's kind of fun. I had a, a really, this was one of my better Christmases that I could remember. The, yeah. just, the kids just, they enjoyed everything. They, they loved everything that they got. We, you know, on Christmas day, it was just the four of us, me and my wife, the two kids hung out all day, watched movies, went out to dinner. It was just fucking chill and cool. Nice. And nice. The only thing that would have made it better was if there was a hockey game on, but that's true. Yeah. Well, you had football. I did have football. If you want to call what my team does out on the field every Sunday football. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. It's been a, a tough one. A lost season for the Minnesota Vikings is all I could say. Because I will, I do believe that if Kirk Cousins stayed healthy, if Justin Jefferson was healthy all year, um, Marcus Davenport was healthy all year, I do think they could have made a run. And right. and I'm not saying they could have won the Super Bowl, but they would have been one of the top three or four teams in the NFC. And now yeah. they have to win out and they need help to even make the playoffs. But Right. I'm kind of, and I was just actually talking about this at work too. I don't want them to make the playoffs. Yeah, I you think I, you're I better really off don't. not. Now, why you is know, that? Okay, because I feel like this is a question for Devils fans that we might face in the future. No, this is for for hockey. I absolutely think that <laughs> Devils missing the playoffs is just that. That's a sin. It can't happen. Yeah, it's a bad thing. But why? Why is it a, not so bad for Minnesota in your mind? Well, Minnesota, the Vikings are like have always been as an as an organization they are just a like they are a well they're just 500 no matter what they're always just Mm -hmm. swimming in mediocrity and because of that 
you know, occasionally they'll have good seasons where they pop up and they'll make it to an NFC championship game or something like that. But for the most right. part, they make the playoffs, they lose in the first round, yep. and then they pick 20, 21, 22 in the draft. And that's what you, it's all about, the draft. You're saying you're right. not capitalizing on, on uh, a truly horrible year, which in the end has the same difference as going out in the first round to some extent. Exactly. So yeah. my whole thing is, like, if you go and you make the playoffs, and you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Like, we know that. So what's the sense? You're going to go and lose in the wild card weekend, even if you went and won that game and lose divisional playoffs. And then you're back to picking 2021, 20, 22 in the draft, as opposed right. to not making the playoffs and picking – if they don't make the playoffs, if they lose their next two games, they might be a top ten pick. And hey, it, you know, I, I looking at it, saying okay, make the playoffs, lose, you know, on a, on a Sunday two weeks from now, or or three weeks from now, or get a top ten pick in the draft. I'll take the top ten pick. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, it, it, it would take a lot for the Devils to be in that situation this year because you just feel like they're so much better than a. 500 team on paper but yet here we are and they're not really you know doing much better than that uh tonight well, at least they did not you know lose this opportunity although like you said looked like they were trying to they look like they were you know, trying to find a way to not come up with two points tonight at least let's dive my- let's dive into this columbus game okay because yeah. the, the blue jackets are not a good team no they're now not. i know elvis Merles is licking or whatever his name is if i'm saying yeah. that wrong i apologize sure, he played very good tonight. He made some really nice saves. I just felt that we did not have – like, I just – I you know what it is when I watch the Devils and they play a lesser team and they come out on top because they're a better team. The main guys showed up late. They won the game. That's great. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I think the blueprint on how to beat the Devils is out there. I think it's a very easy blueprint. Um, right. You know, I – I did have a problem with some of the penalties called tonight or whatever, but again, that didn't cost us the game. It's just, I feel like if you play us a little physical, you take, we did. I find at least in this game, like the devils refuse to try and score dirty goals. I feel like everything's got to be a fucking highlight reel and cycled for check, you know, sustained pressure. That's not really their thing anymore. You know? And it's like, and it needs well, to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not not playoff style hockey. That's for sure. You know, they, they get down two to one. Most of the third period, they're battling back. They finally it was a Mercer, right? Got the second goal. Uh, right. You know, and then just Siegenthaler, What a minute later, not yeah, even, about a minute and a half later, shits the mm-hmm. bed on that play. And you know, V probably should have had that one too. But that was mostly, if not all, on Siegenthaler. Yeah, and it was like um, another instance of poor – like, I mean, it's never great to get scored on, but they this team does find a way to let some really poorly timed goals in. Yeah. So, so you tie it up after, the you know, the whole second period, the whole third period, can't make any headway, you tie it up, great. And then, like, almost the very next shift come out, defensive mistake, goaltender not bailing you out, and you lost the lead again. And every Devils fan's got to feel like, yeah, this is basically over um, – and yet it wasn't, you know, and that's no. that's great and all, but you know, you just, like you said, this is not a recipe for success. People might have the recipe to beat the Devils, and I see what you're saying with that. Look, physicality is, is is not something they're responding well to. Uh, taking away, you know, that open ice and playing a little bit of a trap style seems like the Devils don't want to work for those goals if they can't be, as you said, the highlight real goals. 
But yet, you know, like we said, Columbus is not a great team. So no. what do they do? They can't hold on to the lead. You've got to be, you know, kicking yourself if you're a, a Blue Jackets fan because you had the lead not once but twice in the third period. Couldn't hold on to it, uh, you know, despite a very good effort from your goaltender. So, yeah. But you play this game over with the Devils' effort against uh, numerous other teams. They're going to come out, you know, not on top. That's, no. You know, a team that plays solid and can and that's, give you a professional performance, you know, better than Columbus is going to destroy us if we play that way. And the Devils need to stop playing down to their opponents. They need to go in. And, you know, for whatever reason, they have trouble at home. And they absolutely should have lost that game before Luke Hughes decided to do his best Kale McCarr impression and go yeah. coast to coast with one of the prettiest goals you're going to see this year. That was just pure effort and speed and skill. And it just had all five guys on the ice on the, on the Blue Jackets uh, just on their heels. And it was yep. just an amazing goal. Gets them back in. They go to overtime. And I'm sorry, if you give the Devils more than two chances – with possession of the puck in overtime, you're probably going to lose that game. And three um, on three, the skill level this team has is just you know deadly. Uh, you know if we don't play the whole game, we're not going to play any of the playoffs three on three. So you can't be too excited about that. But it is pretty awesome to behold to see this team in an overtime situation. They, yeah, they can do anything. The important thing is they pulled the two points out. Timo with the big overtime goal, keeping nice. his his uh, hot streak alive. Timo's finally starting to play like Timo, but then. I feel like, you know, okay, we're getting the goaltending now. We're even getting some of that team defense for the most part together now. Right. And now our goal, our goal scoring has dried up. Like, right. what uh, is going on? Coming online, you know, you see Hughes cooling off. You see, you know, Brat going away. Uh, now, look, they're scoring up on this. They're coming up on the score sheet. Uh, you know, Jack is doing a lot of great things. Just watching the, you know, he's, getting up turnovers in his favor. He's, you know, putting shots on goal. So it's not like these guys are completely, or at least, you know, in the case of Jack, he's not there, not making an effort, but something's off, right? We, I yeah. think we got to agree. Something's off with Jack. kind of has been for this last little stretch since maybe he got that uh, hat trick. Um, mm. But, you know, ever since then, he's been kind of a little off. It's not yeah. been, things have not been clicking for him. And it's hard to say exactly why. I don't think it's really a lack of effort. He might be feeling a little frustration, and, you know, uh, maybe that's showing at times. But, um, yeah, you're right, because, like, great to see Timo. Imagine if we could all play at the right. level we're expected to at the same time. That, what, what an amazing thing that would be. Feel like It feels like so far that's not to be this season, that we're not going to get a – now, maybe that maybe it will. And if it does, it's going to be awesome. But, you know, right now it's like it has not really happened where we get the whole team – healthy and playing uh, anywhere close to, you know, their best hockey all at the same time. You know, the crazy thing is, you know, you don't often say this, but I'm actually glad that the Devils are now heading out on the road. They do play much better on the road and they have two tough games. I, I mean, Ottawa really makes me nervous because they play an extremely physical game. Yeah. Um, they're shit on defense. Their goaltending is meh. Uh, but they play physical and they can score. They do have some guys in their lineup that can score and we haven't played them yet this year. They're looking to make up a ton of ground. So they're going to be hungry. And then Boston back to back. Now right. I thought Vanacek played really well tonight. Um, yes. I was, you know, he kept them in the last goal was suspect, but 
he made a lot of nice saves tonight. He really can't fault goaltending at all tonight. Right. Um, but we do have to talk about the 600-pound gorilla in the room named Nico Dawes. So right. Called up. Dawes gets called up. Schmidt is a healthy scratch. Now, Schmidt can get sent down without going through waiver wire. Right. Now, there's a, what the, the roster freeze is in place until tomorrow, I think, at midnight, the 28th, I think. Yeah, I believe that's what I understood. So what do you think? Schmidt's going to get sent down as soon as that freeze is over? It, I mean, it looks like it. If not, what what are we doing here with Dawes? We want you to sit on the bench for a while. You know, I mean, like, they, it looks like they're moving him in to, you know, be uh, try try him out as the backup to perhaps, you know, take more than just a backup role down the road. Well, who knows? Just want to get a look at it, it looks like. Do you think that that because we talked about this last week before it was done, you know, if a move can't get made for a goaltender, um, you know, and it mostly being John Gibson, because I really don't think there's too many other guys out there. I've heard Jake Allen's name around. I don't mm-hmm. want Jake Allen. I don't want a 37-year-old Jake Allen or however old he is. Um, as I don't know goalie, if that would happen, like, too, because remember, Brodeur, you know, when he went to St. Louis, he was involved with the Jake Allen you know, placement there. So I don't know if he would, you know, want to go, you know, retread that for that reason alone. That's interesting. I didn't even yeah. think about that. But, you know, so, I, I mean, if maybe you can't get a, a, the deal that you're comfortable with for a guy like Gibson, I guess, that, you know, we talked about, like we said, that the main thing to do, then you have to take a look at Dawes. You yeah. have to. Um, you know, you got this guy who he's the future and he's sitting down in Utica and he's playing great. I think he's got like a 970 save percentage since he's been back. Right. So, I mean, no, you have to look at him. Uh, it seems like goaltenders are going to go like higher than usual. They usually, you know, they, they, they go for a good dollar for teams that are looking to upgrade. And this year, it looks like a lot of teams are not really satisfied, but yet they think they have a chance kind of like the devils. So, uh, you know, the amount of suitors out there for John Gibson, you can't feel confident that you're going to get him, land him in New Jersey. Uh, so, yeah, looking at Dawes is, is a great idea. Plus, uh, I'm not going to say anybody's closing the door on Schmidt. I don't think so at all. But I think that there, it, it's like, okay, here we know how it's worked out so far this season with Schmidt. Um, probably not a bad idea to get a look at Dawes and, and send Schmidt for some time back down. Um, and maybe he'll return stronger if need be, you know, like. So Dawes, you think he's got to start on Friday night against Ottawa, right? There's a reason they brought him in for this back-to-back, right? They had to do it before the roster freeze. So it seems obvious that he's going to play one of those two games. That said, right, how many times this year, I think there was twice they played Schmid. They get both back-to-backs. And I don't understand the logic of that to this day. I still don't get what they were trying to do. So they could surprise me because I haven't seen 100% logical moves. I think the logical move is to give uh, Dawes one of those two games. I mean, would you give them give him like Ottawa more than Boston? Does it matter? I mean, I don't know. I, gonna... I mean, I think I would probably want Vanacek against Boston, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, we don't know what we have in Dawes. So you know, in a perfect world, I want Dawes to come in whichever game he gets Friday or Saturday and just play good play good, solid goalie, and, you know, we can look at this and say, well, okay, here's the tandem now. Maybe it is Dawes and Vanacek, and we don't have to go and give up a King's Ransom for John Gibson because whoever does land John Gibson, he will be traded. I believe that. Um, 
Anaheim knows that there is probably five or six teams that have Stanley Cup aspirations and they have mm-hmm. goaltending problems. So yep. somebody, most likely Toronto, will overpay for John Gibson. Yes. Um, I don't think Carolina will do it. I don't think they're going to overpay for a goaltender, even though they're having goaltending problems. And I think Tom Fitzgerald, I don't know if he would overpay. Um, I think he would probably sit back and not pull a trade for like, you know, John Gibson with Dawson Mercer in it and maybe Schmidt in it or Vanacek in it or somebody else in that deal. I, mean, I just don't maybe know if, if it was a sign trade, trade where, where, you, where we got a, a good deal locked up but for a rental situation. That's well, he has a couple of like years. Gibson. Gibson yeah, has okay. a couple so years. He's not coming like in with six and a half million a year though. Oh, okay. okay. It's a big nut. Right. So but you get him for a couple of years. I mean, I like this right now knowing that Dawes is in the wings because I am extremely excited to see what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think two years since he's been up here, he's done, you know, hopefully this guy's game has gotten a lot more finely tuned and hopefully he can come in and fit seamlessly and play good goal. Because now, I, I, do... wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect it, but given that they did this to Schmidt twice, if he gets the first game and plays well, do you think he plays the second game? <laughs> God, I, I hope mean, not. I mean, if they want to ruin but, him, sure. Uh, yeah, right? Who knows? It's, it's, right. it's uh, It'd be well, interesting if he gets the first game because we're not going to know if he's definitely not going to play the second game. Unless the goalie has number 30 on their back of their jersey, you don't play him back-to-backs. It's that simple. You know, like this is – both times they tried it with Schmidt and both times it was like – a catastrophic failure so yeah yeah, we have to i mean the last time they had him in he i think what did he face he faced like five minutes he faced two shots they both went in he was gone so which i was surprised because he was you know he's a young goaltender i I would i would have thought he but i guess you know for whatever reason maybe this is the way they're coming up even at the the lower levels now is that they're not used to these back-to-backs you know they're not built for it maybe on some level i don't know i don't know what the deal is I honestly feel like the rate that we're going in another 10 years, it'll be commonplace to have three goalies yeah. in a rotation on a team. Like, I feel like this is the way we're going. It's like closer, um, closer pitchers kind of situation. Yeah, it, it's getting that way, you know, where uh, this guy only comes in to face, you know, left-handed relief, you know, left-handed batters or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. Like you're going to have, well, well, this goalie does really good against these teams and this guy does good against these teams. So now we have a nice conglomerate of three goalies that can kind of climb in there and play whenever we need them, which I hate. I believe I, uh, I am, I'm very old school. You are too with that. Like one guy, 80% of the workload, second guy, 20% of the workload. And I just it. think it was so much more fun because then, you know, that they, they kind of were the character of that team and it was kind of cool. You know, today, like the character of the goaltenders is really just not even there. They're all just, you know, kind of do it playing almost interchangeably. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You've yeah. said that many times and That's I never great. thought about it really until you started talking about it. And you're a hundred percent right. You go on the ESPN plus and go put on hockey games. Most games, you know, if it's not just or Vasilevsky or Aiden Hill or one Reef of those Flurry, guys, you know, somebody yeah. who has like their own style. I mean, for the most part, they're cookie cutter. You know, you can just take one out, replace the next six foot four, you know, big guy, whatever. And they're all play the exact same style. 
they all have the exact same builds and uh it's kind of boring you know i want to see those days like you said of hashik flurry brodeur wow they all played different styles they were all just super fun to watch now it's like like back in the day you had to really goal scorers would always really study the goaltenders and what their tendencies were, how they play. Now I don't feel like they probably don't even do that a whole lot because everybody's it's funny. I think the they probably do analyze it, but the differences are so minute that it almost doesn't matter, right? You know, like they're and it's they're probably do more research in this as like from a coaching level. A lot of teams, you know, there's so much more tape and analytics now. You know, they'll they'll throw the the numbers in it and be like, okay, well, here's where we should shoot based on the numbers. You know, where it's like right. Uh, and I don't even think it really matters much. I think in the end, all these numbers are going to be similar from one style to the other. I do kind of love how some of these crazy goals, like, you know, the lacrosse style, Bedard, Michigan, and, uh, you know, Zgras and the, 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 that kind of, I kind of like enjoy how this RVH, you know, constantly on our knees style is leading to goal scorers exploding that, that even as tall as these guys are, they got an opening around the mask area and that top foot of the net. And they're looking to put, uh, you know, unexpected goals in goals off the mask, you know, stuff like that. It's crazy. Do you think the NHL at some point will ban those types of goals? The Michigan oh, goal? Why should they? No, I don't think so. I, why? Well, I don't think they should, but I also can see goaltenders really making, you know, until what's, you know, they were talking about this actually on, on XM. I was listening a little bit today and they were like, well, what happens the first time a guy takes a penalty shot and pulls it up on his blade and just skates it in and tosses it in the net? The crowd is in waist high the whole time. It's, um, this is what the NHL wants. They want these guys know, are getting like so good at that that you're going to have guys barely even putting the puck on the ice sometimes. Um, some of these goals, like that Bedard goal, like you talked about, and, and Zegers right. may, you know, does it all the time when he can. But man, it is so much fucking fun to watch. It's just yep. awesome to see. And yeah, the only thing that could good. go wrong from a safety point of view is if, if somebody's going to get a toe of a stick, right. uh, toe, you know, blade, a toe of a the blade through their cat eye cages, which are, you know, illegal at collegiate levels because of that very reason. You can't right. get a uh, narrow blade of a stick in there. And I guess trying those Michigan style goals, maybe that's inevitable someday. That'd be pretty awful if that happens. But we're talking about a low percentage chance there. And I think everybody love, loves those goals. I don't I'd mind. I'd love them. to see somebody try it on a penalty shot or a shootout shot. Well, it beats those slow ass penalty shots. Uh, uh, now, what's the, the name? worst? Uh, who's, who's super famous for doing this? There's a couple what? guys doing it, but there's one guy, lose me right now, just coming in at such a slow speed. And it's just, it just makes it no fun to watch. No, it really it's is annoying. not cool. And I don't really like to shoot out anyway, but uh, something like that just totally takes away from it. And then from a, like a safety point of view, I think what if the goaltenders as a group are ever going to object to anything would be the fact that they're a little bit more open season. You know, they can kind of be hit, uh, you know, um, with a little bit more impunity. The goal interference call is not what it used to be. It definitely went from one extreme in the 90s where, you know, you couldn't even have a skate in the crease and it didn't even affect the goaltender. It was on the other, your, your you know, your skate blade as a forward was – touching the crease in the opposite corner when the play came from and they would call the goal back. That was the stupidest thing in the world. It but really was. You know, now they kind of, the pendulum has swung the other way where you'll literally see, you know, the goaltender getting taken out uh, of the play with a, basically a hit and right. they're counting as a goal. They're not calling the interference penalties, you know, with the re- regularity that I think some of the goaltenders would like. 
I'm I'm I am extremely friggin' worried about that Ottawa game because I just I'm looking mm. at this team and it's like you know Brady Kachuk's gonna bring the physical style and yep. that team plays the way he plays and I just don't know I, I'm still so nervous about the Devils not having an answer to that that right. there's nobody that can step up and you know just take it to task and you know let it let you know you're not going to be doing this the whole game. And we don't. And I fear that we're going to end up getting one of these games going into Ottawa where they play physical. They get us off our game. Maybe they take a, you know, a penalty, a dirty hit or something like that, but just something to get us out of our game. And next thing you know, we let five or six in and we're lose six to two. And, you know, that's the thing that makes me nervous. I feel like whenever a team does that to us, we completely fall apart. And i you know, Those I cluster do. Cluster goals we let in, right? There's oh just like God. a couple on top of each other that just blow the game open against us. Yeah. And That's been the MO. Hopefully, Nico Dawes can put an end to that. Um, I, I I really like Nico Dawes. I'm so happy he's up with the big club now. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get Schmidt. Two Nikos on the team again, which has got to be like, you know, the only teams that can say that. So, which one's Nico the lesser? I, Do we have I, one right I, now? It's got to be Dawes, right? Yeah, it's got to be yeah. Dawes. I mean, he's in a position where if he comes up huge, he can quickly become not the lesser Nico. But, I mean, come on, he's our best defensive forward. He's also great for clutch goals, and he's our captain. So, Nico's uh, – he right. sure can't be the lesser, right? No, he's the greater. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but if Dawes comes and shuts out Ottawa on Friday night, if he gets the start, right, he's going to be making a run for Nico the, le- the, the greater. And yes. the captain will be Nico the lesser. Yeah, we got to do yeah. something now that we don't have two Jespers. No, because that was easy. Folkless yes. was always the lesser. He was never um, going to be not no. the lesser. Yeah, and if he was still with this team, it might have stuck. It might have stuck, mm-hmm. but he's not. So I don't know, man. I just I'm happy we got the two points. They were needed, but man, the whole time I'm just watching this game, saying we're going to let this go. We're going to yeah. lose these two points. I mean, this is just unacceptable at this point. And right now. As the standings go, we picked up the two points, so we are at 38. Okay. We're one point behind Washington, and we are two points right now behind the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't think – I think they were idle tonight, but we're two points behind the third-place Flyers in the Metro, and we're three points behind the second-place Islanders. So right. we are right there. And, you know, we have a game in hand on a, a few teams. And only only Washington has played fewer games than us. Correct. So that's yep. uh, that's that's in our favor. So that's good. Uh, but, you know, as much as you hold some games in hand, uh, that's a tough schedule now and all the way down the stretch, right? We talked about this on the previous show. The Devils have one of the toughest second half of the season's schedules in, in the NHL. It's not easy. It's not easy, but I mean, well, our, our standings are going to change soon because it looks like the Hurricanes are about to beat the Predators, so they're going to get two points there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those standings are not going to stay for long, but we'll go over quickly. the Today, the, the Panthers beat the Lightning 3-2. to two. That doesn't affect us. The Rangers whooped up on the Capitals 5-1, to one, which is actually what we wanted to happen, so we can maybe jump mm-hmm. Washington, uh, we won four to three. The Senators beat the Maple Leafs four to two tonight. Senators have been playing some good hockey, so that is not a game that they can take lightly. Um, right. 
The Bruins beat up on the Sabres 4-1. to one. Man, are the Sabres the biggest disappointment of the, the season so far? I mean, we thought this was going to be this year's Devils, emerging uh, mm-hmm. speedy team that has not happened for them. Now, this is uh, Pittsburgh putting up a performance against the Islanders that we are still waiting to see from the Devils. 7 nothing Pittsburgh over the Islanders tonight. Wow. Uh, again, another team that we had to jump. And a team that's behind us that put the whooping on them, so that was good. But seven nothing. Right. The hell happened to the Islanders? Um, they did not show up, I guess. No, not tonight. Six to three, Minnesota Wild over the Red Wings. Um, the Blues beat the Stars two to one. The Avalanche are in the second period right now with a four one lead over the Arizona Coyotes. Jets and Blackhawks are tied at one. Kraken Flames tied at one. Sharks over the Kings in the first one nothing, and the Golden Knights are lo- wow, holy shit, four nothing Ducks over the Knights in the first wow. period right now. Hmm. So there's a and and the Flyers play Vancouver tomorrow night, and that's in Vancouver. So that's we need to become uh, Vancouver Canuck fans, right for tomorrow. Right. That's uh, so. You know, a couple of things went our way, but once again, like we've said a million times, it's fun to scoreboard watch for us, but the team can't do that. They can't nope. give a shit about who's above them, who's under them. Just got to go out there and try and get points. Right. And if, if you are wa- watching the scoreboard and thinking about that in your point standings, you're not happy that you gave away a point to Columbus when you're clearly a better team than that. You know, yep. I mean, it, it's hard to say that when you came from behind to win the game because uh, you almost got nothing out of it. But, you know, before before this game is played, you got to say, this is a team we should not give a point to. But At yeah, least here we are. they're dead last in the Metropolitan Division. So right. it's not like we gave a point to Philly or the Capitals or the Somebody Islanders. Somebody we're trying to catch. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can find any kind of silver lining in the fact that we uh, gave a point away, that's it. Yeah. I absolutely. did make a little wager today on uh, DraftKings, and, nice. uh, which is the official – sports betting partner of the hockey podcast network and the NHL in case you didn't know. Oh, wow. but, um, I, I actually, I took Brennan Smith to score a goal tonight. Oh. I heard he was on left wing when I saw the lineup and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a little few bucks on that. Brennan Smith is going to get a goal tonight. As you right. can tell, I lost. Yes. I thought he was due. It's only been two years, right? Right. I mean, it's not like you said he was going to you know, make a great defensive play. That would have been crazy. No. But score a goal I, is probably more likely. I, I should have taken him to take a penalty. I would have lost, yeah. too, because oh, yeah. he didn't take any penalties tonight. But uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Whether or not, yes, whether or not you're betting on Brendan Smith to get a penalty or Brendan Smith to get a score goal or betting on any other hockey game for the Pittsburgh Penguins to get a shutout. Um All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code THPN. Do you know what that stands for, Dan? Uh, It's uh, – I should know this. You should. I I, I don't know. Something about tits. Tits. I don't know after that. I forget how it went. H is – Hose? Hose. P is (laughs) – uh, that's got to be a penis. You go definitely. with penis. And N. I no comment. That's N for no comment. Yeah. Tits, hose, penis, no comment. That's all right. you have to do. Code THPN. Mm-hmm. New customers, or it could, it might stand for the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, that sure. makes a lot more sense. Sure it does. Yeah. 
<laughs> New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. Mm. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, where we will be on Friday. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. So I'm nice. guessing we should have a new script by 2024. I, I, I So I spent about three and a half, four hours yesterday cleaning my garage. Nice. Top to bottom. I'm excited about that. So on New Year's Eve, there will be ping pong to be played because the table love it. is cleaned. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Um, I, I hope I can give a good game with my recent injuries but recent uh, injuries you always kick everybody's ass in in uh ping pong i'm i'm fast turning into a cripple i gotta see i got this appointment coming up i gotta see what's going what's on what's going on with you dan what's falling uh, apart falling apart my hips hips all messed up jacked up hip probably gonna have to do a hip replacement surgery it seems like get more info in a couple of weeks you seriously it sucks i can yeah barely a do fucking hip replacement yeah, that's what they said in the MRI. So it's like, shit. So yeah, I mean, it's over. Yeah, like I mean, why? But why do you bother anymore? That's the way I feel. That's right? what I feel. Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's, yeah, yeah like, might as well have, like, be good 80. days and bad days. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like the good days, it's like, all right, it's not so bad. But the bad days, you can't do anything. It's been miserable. Maybe, maybe I'll get that old guy on the Devil commercials that makes canes out of hockey sticks, and he can make like, you a cane. I'm His wife says it's a shit. work of art. I know that, like, you know, it used to just crack me up, and now I'm like, oh, it's not as funny because it's me now. No, but isn't a hockey stick basically a cane? Yeah, exactly. It's already a cane. <laughs> so what did he do? He just ruined a hockey stick. That's <laughs> he all he basically did. just ruined like a two hundred dollar hockey stick. It's a oh, work of man. art. You seriously, you're that fucked up, dude? I had no idea that's you were that they, yeah, bad. Yeah, that's what they're telling me. We'll see. I don't know. But um, for a while, I, I refused to believe it because I once had a shoulder thing that they were talking about a surgery, but I rehabbed it. And it's really good. Uh, so I wanted to believe that, but I'm actually working on this for like a year and it's just getting worse. So, so like when you say like like some days, like is it like weather related and shit? Like are you do you feel like that. or is I, I it just – some days you're in pain and other days you're not. Yeah. And it's a matter of like what level of activity. So I still try to go to the gym, you know, four or five times a week if I can. And, but no more like, you know, running, just uh, elliptical, trying to do like the low pressure stuff. Yeah. Uh, but even still, like, you know. But you're not playing hockey anymore then, are you? Oh, I'd stopped about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. I was playing this oh, time wow. last year. 
And then I think by, you know, it was, it was really painful and like couldn't sleep after playing. Uh, and then uh, I kind of like, all right, I'm going to take the rest of the season off. I think I said that maybe February or March. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just no fun. No fun getting old. What are you going to do? No, so, that's terrible. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it, whatever the resolution is to this, that maybe some more men's league is my future. You know, when you get up there in age, it's got to come at end some point. But I was kind of hoping to play up until, you know, maybe even like 60 and stuff. I know a lot of guys who play well into their 60s. It's kind of cool. Uh, I think when you play hockey up until the point that you need a hip replacement, you did pretty good. Yeah, you know what, too? It is, it is. I think, the goaltending thing. You're just you're jamming yeah, sure. your knees down on the ice, and, you know, your, your hips are taking the brunt of that. You're trying to – and over the years – like, I was never, like, super, super flexible, but I had decent flexibility, and over the years I got less. But, you know, you play around that. Who cares? You know, it's all men's league hockey. But then, you know, it started where you get painful. Uh, it goes from, like, pain to, like, lack of mobility to even, like, walk the next day. And that's where I'm like, okay, now I got to do something about this. That's fucking awful, man. Yeah, I know. I, I think about like the pros, man, because they play how many more hours now? You know, they're they're also in better condition, so sure. like there's that that they're, I'm sure their durability's upped by their conditioning too. But still, the wear and tear factor is not to be underestimated, and uh, that you know the butterfly style. I mean, that's I, I think it's that's tough on your uh, hips and knees and all that stuff. Well, think about how good you'll be ready to go with a brandy new hip. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if they gave me some kind of crazy swivel hip and stuff? I would want to get the other you should one. Ask them for one. Yeah, and just do like a perfectly just, ninety degree butterfly with your legs well, like perfectly out there. That'd be awesome. Or even better, put some kind of swivel just on the bottom of your spine. So you can yeah. just spin your whole body around, just your lower half. Yeah. Talk give about me the kick saves. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. So my daughter tells me the other day um she has a, a friend of hers that lives in indiana and she's right. going out she's going out to indiana in, in like october or whatever to go see taylor swift so uh, whatever her friend's name is i don't even know she's like yeah she's a huge devil fan i'm like really? how does a 17 year old girl from indiana become a devil fan yeah i mean first of all i thought that was just nothing but basketball in indiana yeah no she's is diehard Apparently, according to my daughter, she is diehard Devil fan. And I asked, how does she become a Devil fan? Two words. Jack Hughes. That's all she says. So this girl loves Jack Hughes. So I want to pose a question to any listeners. I want to hear from people outside the metropolitan area. I want to know if there are anybody that listens to us that are Devil fans or if maybe you just get this message through whatever. Maybe I'll post it on social media or whatever. Sure. But. I want to know if you are outside of this area, the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania area, and you're a devil fan. How did you become a devil fan? How now, you're somebody not looking for somebody who like used to live here and moved no, out no, there? No, that's not, nope. You want I don't to know? Want, oh, I grew up a devil fan. Grew up away from Jersey, yes. but yet is a devil fan. Like this girl has never been to New Jersey, but right. she's a devil fan. Hell, I've never been to Minnesota. I'm a giant Viking fan. Right. So, you know, I told the story on the show quite a few times how I became a Viking fan. How did you become a Devil fan? What was it about this team that caught your eye? Is it just, you know, I, I like hockey and I was looking for a favorite team or whatever? Or, you know, I became, my dad was a fan and then just kind of, you know, through osmosis, I became one. I'm very curious. So anybody who fits that description of being an out-of-state resident, 
never been to Jersey or never lived in Jersey, if you were a Devil fan, please tell us how that happened because I would love to know. You can DM us on social media or you can just email us at unclepuckers at gmail.com. Would love to read some of these stories yeah. if we get some online. So I mean, I would think a lot of uh, the people who respond are going to have similar uh, views to the young lady you were talking about from Indiana because, you know, it's something we're just not used to. We haven't had too many of those, like, legitimate uh, superstars, uh, you know, that wearing our jersey, especially goal scorers, right? We had right. Uh, we have some great players. Don't get me wrong. Eliash, amazing goal scorer. We've had an incredible defenseman. But we all know it's the goal scorers that, uh, you know, bring people in. And uh, Jack Hughes is that guy. I mean, he's he's pumped up uh, by the NHL and, you know, hockey media in general because he's that kind of talent. So and that's kind it of does, doesn't hurt that he's a handsome young man as well. So that sure, definitely I'm helps. Sure the young ladies dig him for sure. You see the smile on his face when Luke scored that go- the tying goal. Yes. Oh, my. He was the happiest guy on the ice. That was awesome to see. It was a big turnaround from when they collided, and he stared daggers at his brother, and I thought we might see a brother-on-brother fight there. Yeah, that was right? – did Luke – I heard that Luke got some teeth knocked out in that one. Is that Is true? that right? I didn't know I, that. I heard I that he lost a few chiclets on that one. Oh, my God. that's that, yeah. it, it was kind of funny. I mean, it, it, it worked out in the end, but it was yeah, like, oh, my God, everything's going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. We had that uh, in the Detroit game, right? Two two Red Wings collided. They both left the, the ice. That's right. They were both out. Um, that sucks, man, because that's the last thing you're looking for when you got the puck. And I know you got to keep your head up, but you're not looking for your other another uh, teammate to be coming down and taking you out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, most of my hockey injuries came from people on our team <laughs> or oh, yeah. friends oh, yeah. that we were playing with. Yep. Yeah. When I got my nose split open, well, uh, yeah, on that, uh, the ball game. Oh man, that was friggin' so painful. That was something else. I will never forget that. Just turning and looking, and just that nose exploding. <laughs> I was sitting three feet away from the net. It was that, not a good place to sit. No, and, uh, but it just shoot it on net. Don't shoot right. it that wide. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was bad, but turn so, and watch it go by me in the net and explode yeah, your face. It, it, it explode my face is right. Do you think that these guys are going to make the playoffs? I mean, what do you honestly think? I, I still have faith. I think they will. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Imagine a time where everybody's healthy and everybody plays even close to expectations. It's going to be a hell of a team. So uh, maybe we have not reached that yet, but we're going to. If we do. We make the playoffs, okay? If we, if we get a significant amount of time, not just a week or two, where people can play at their level, they're going to be able to do what it takes to make the playoffs. That's not a given. That's going to happen. But I think in some sense we're due because we haven't had that this season. Uh, so the law of averages maybe will pan out for us. And it's just I, I just don't want to believe that a team with this kind of talent won't find a way to get their shit together and let a whole season pass uh, you know, uh, we were talking a lot about the coaching and I think everything we said was correct and justified. But on the other hand, I almost feel like this team maybe doesn't need a coach to be a playoff team. You know, like they, like they have so much talent guys, figure it out, you know, like figure it out, uh, amongst yourselves. Um, so, um, you know, all those things we said are true and I'm still not against doing moves if they, if we can make our team better. Um, but, 
the team as it stands, man, I just think they're due. They're due to 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 come together. They're due to uh, you know gel as a team finally and and play a lot better than they have been. So I'm not going to give up hope yet, uh, but let's let's face it, it's hanging by a thread. Just as much as we're, you know, might say, oh yeah, they're due. They've also been kind of injury free for uh, for the most part lately, and maybe they're due for something like that. I would tell you that if I knew for a fact that they were going to get one or two big level injuries for significant amounts of time, then I would totally change my mind and tell you that I don't think they can survive having one or two of their top, you know, players out right now. I just don't. I think they'll they won't make the playoffs if that happens. So it's definitely on a razor's edge here. It's not where I wanted to be uh, at the end of 2023. Looking at their playoff chances, um, I, I, we should have been talking about can they hold on to the you know the, the division lead? Can they hold on to the conference lead? Can can they you know can they buy you know, for a president's trophy? No, all those things. We're not talking about that. We're talking about will they make the top? eight in the Eastern Conference. They weren't in a playoff position during our Thanksgiving break. They weren't in a playoff position during Christmas. Now we're rolling into the new year. And you think they were in uh, the top three for about three hours, I think, totally like this. Yeah. After one of our games before, I think the Islanders or Flyers played or whatever. But I had said on a show that I firmly believe and back when I said this, I did, that at some point throughout this regular season, they're going to be the NHL's hottest team. They're just mm-hmm. going to go on a run where everybody's just saying, holy shit, look out for the Devils. They're playing the best hockey in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know if I believe that anymore. Um, I think, like you said, the capability is all there. But for whatever reason, things aren't clicking all together. And again, I still have huge questions about the coaching staff and Mm -hmm. it's not just Lindy. It's the whole coaching staff. Again, you give up the first goal tonight. Like why are we not? And I thought we played good in the first period. So I'm not going to say we didn't start the game on time, but what is wrong with this team? Why did this team always have to play from behind? I want to see them just put their foot on a team's throat and not give them a fucking ounce of air. And they never do it. They just every game is playing catch up, winning in the last couple of minutes, or no matter what team they're getting playing. your ass kicked. Right. They're not even doing that against the softer teams. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple of games where we won some big games, but you know, we need to start consistently scoring goals, and that's going to help our defense. That's going to help our goaltending. That's going to help all of it. Um, but like the formula that we used last season to win all those games has not been apparent at all this year. And I understand. Teams know how to play you. All that other bullshit is still there. But th- that skill is still there. Like, yeah. I, I mean, there, and there's also that piece of me that's like, yeah, I don't think enough conversation was made about the amount of changes that went into this team from last year to this year. Yeah, it is, it, it, when you turn your roster over that much, uh, you know, hell, we did about as much turn roster turnover in the off season like Toronto did at the trade deadline last year, right, and right. you know they pulled a round out, but then they got their butts whooped by uh, uh, Florida. So like they were, it, it takes my point being, it takes a long time to gel. It and we're not starting, we're not replacing 
guys on this team with established stars. We're replacing them mostly with rookies, guys that have not played. Um, and I think that, like, you see those flashes from Luke Hughes, like, tonight. Uh, but I thought Simone Nemec had a bit of a rough night tonight. Um, right. Like, they – but they're going to get it. And I don't necessarily know if this is the year. I think the pieces are there for the Devils to have a very good team for many years to come. But because of that, like, if they had kept Graves and they had kept Severson and this team was, for the most part, the same this year – I think we would be doing much better. But I do think that – I don't think a lot – enough has been talked about that. Like this right. roster turnover has really – it's taken a long time for this team to really gel. I did not anticipate this kind of problem with it. Look, I looked at the, our roster changes as in a couple different ways, maybe through some rose-colored glasses. Number one, I said, okay, wow, some of the moves we're making, I'm happy to lose a guy like Severson. Figured that was going to, by itself, make us a more dependable team. Not necessarily if we put somebody who on paper um, is going to fill his shoes and experience and then some, but then turns out he's taken a lot of penalties. He's not being defensively solid at all times, and that's like, you know, Smith. So, you know, like I did not anticipate going backwards uh, with some of these moves we made. And, um, you know, a lot of things have taken a while. Maybe – they're coming online now. I, I'm still, I still hold now hope. One thing I can point to, just tell you, hey, wait a second, don't, don't say the, you know, it's, it's too late for them. Is Meyer playing better, right? Yeah. We, we've talked about this, and even as recently as a few weeks ago, we were just talking about how Meyer, you got it. We, we, we anticipate more at this point of the season. Well, here it is. It's, it's coming on. If he could sustain that, build on it, be consistent the whole way through. I mean, that's just what we needed, and. um you know, so there, there is reason to be hopeful. Uh, we still got a lot of problems. Like, we cannot get everybody playing their best at once. It's just not happening. Um, I think it's possible. And if I, we get there, it's going to be amazing to behold. But it's a question mark for sure. You cannot call this a playoff-bound team. Lock it up. It's cool. They're good. Don't worry. They got skill. They're going to make it. No, they could totally implode. I just, you know, I think that they might and, pull it out. And the way that they're playing – if they were to be getting no playoff spot at this, because right now with this team playing probably at like 60% of what they could be, they are still only two points away from a playoff spot right now. Right. Probably will end up being three or four by the end of the night. So let's say though, you're only, let's even say where we started the day at four points out of a playoff spot. And this is them playing at about 60% of their capability, or at least what we believe their capability is. Right. If things really did start to click, I do. I, I stand by that team can. This team can turn into a juggernaut and start rolling opponents. But for whatever reason, it's just not there right now. And I, like you said, maybe we are turning a, a point. You know, I'm not. I'm not concerned about Jack. You know, he's just going to start turning it up. I give Lindy Ruff a lot of shit, but I will also give him praise when I think he deserves it or whatever, but that line of Mercer and Palat, I mean, uh, Mercer and Meyer and McLeod is such a good friggin' line. Yes. They are so much fun to watch, like the instant chemistry. And it's like, there's our third line. And if they can produce on a steady basis for the rest of the season, like they are, then you got the second line, the Jack to Foley brat line. Like, you know, they're going to do what they do. 
Palat, uh, Heischer. Who was Heischer first with tonight? It was Holtz, right? They moved him up. Right. Um, you know, and then they, they were, and then of course he started messing them up, put Mercer up there, whatever, back and, and forth. They but, had playing with Mercer. Uh, in fact, his goal was from Mercer and, uh, yeah, McLeod. McLeod, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that, the, oh, that's right. That, and that was, that first goal was a thing mm-hmm. of beauty. That was, that was, that was such a nice goal. Um, but you know, yeah, they're, maybe they are, maybe this is the time, you know, these next two games are big. If they can go on the road and get four points from Ottawa and Boston, I I think maybe, maybe they'll be turning a corner here. And you're asking, no, are they a playoff team? And that is a question that you can still be reasonably hopeful for, but I will say this, the way in which they make the playoffs is going to define whether you think they have any shot at doing anything with that spot in the playoffs, because if they come in hot. You got a very good reason to say, dude, this team can do some damage. Yep. But if they come limping in, in and you know, now they're playing at 60, 65% of what we think they can do. And they're done in the first points. round. Exactly. Especially the way they've been playing these games. This is the furthest type like way you can win away from a playoff style win. Like those yep. are not the wins the wins that they have been getting like tonight. They've come from behind, you know, can't get your shit together for a lot of the game and then you finally do an eleventh hour. That is a, a good way to get bounced out the first round of the playoffs. You cannot rely on those kind of wins. They, they, the goals are harder to come by. The teams are clamping down uh, really tight uh, in third period with leads, not like Columbus did tonight, just giving away leads left and right. Um, so, yeah, you are not going to do anything in the playoffs winning the way they did tonight. Uh, so a lot has to change before, you know. And so are the, will they make it? I think yes. Will they be a playoff force? Oh boy! That, I think right now that's a, that's a total coin flip. We're gonna know by the way they they make the playoffs. Should they make them? Uh, if they even have a chance, I think. And I, I do think that they're gonna turn it around. I I mean they are gonna have stretches of. I'm hoping that they don't have really bad stretches for the rest of the season. But I do think they are gonna go on. They have to go on some sort of run. Uh, I mean, more than three games worth. This, this team, they, I, you know, this is the perfect time, but we're not even at halfway through the season yet. So there is a whole lot of hockey to play, but you do kind of get a feeling of, like, we know who's out. There are teams that you know aren't, you're not even going to go there. You also have those other teams that you're looking at saying, I don't know if they could sustain it. The Islanders are one of them to me. Like, I just don't know if the Islanders could sustain that that playoff positioning. I do believe Philadelphia will sustain it. I think that if the Devils, have a, you know, a great year and they really responded to Tortorella, two things yeah. I didn't think I was going to say hard working team. Um, mm-hmm. They're just ahead of schedule. They play just really smart hockey. There's no stars on that team, but they play smart hockey. They're smart defensively. They're smart positionally. They block a ton of shots. They get their sticks in the lanes. They get good goaltending and they get timely goals. That is a recipe for success in the playoffs. And I think that if we do make that spot, top three, two or three, that's who we're going to play in the first round. We're going to have a, a, a devil flyer matchup, which would be awesome and so much fun awesome. to see. I would love to beat the Devils. I mean, beat the beat the Devils, beat the Flyers and the Rangers in the same year in the playoffs. That, that would be something. We yeah. have not had that experience. Nope. To go through both of them in the same, and we and we you know had some great teams that did beat both of them, but not in the same playoff year. Nope. Right? I don't think that's ever happened. 
No, but the two times, I mean, two out of the three times that we beat, we won cups, we had to go through Philadelphia. So yeah. let's let's do it. You know, Philadelphia is when Philadelphia is in the playoffs and they're a good hockey team. The league's better because it's just that rivalry between New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and the Islanders is awesome. And if all four of them can be there, that would be great for this area. But yeah, I I do think they have a lot of work to do. But at the same time, I'm I'm it's it's like watching this team and you're just sitting here going, they're capable of so much more. Why are, why is this happening right now? They, they should be shitting on this team. This yeah. they should have skated the blue jackets into the ground. One nice um, thing about the, the flyers being such a surprisingly good team this year is it makes that stadium series, you know, pretty interesting too. Yeah. Going into that, I, I know I was, I don't know how you guys were, but I, and I think I even said it like, why are we playing Philly? Like we should be playing the Rangers. Yes. Like this is Philly's below us. That was my stupid ass attitude. Like yeah, we're going to go in and whoop well, up they, on the flyers. They did not no. look. I don't think anybody was picking them to be a great team this year uh, or even nearly as competitive as they are. And I hate the Flyers. I always have. But sure. when I That's look okay. at like what I hated about the Flyers, other than them just being a, you know, rival to the Devils, is I always hated Eric Lindros. Always hated Bobby Clark. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's certain guys I never liked. Now we met John Leclaire, Ron Hextall. We met those dudes yep. they were in cool. uh, Providence, and they were all super awesome. And who doesn't like um, Rod Brendamore? You, know, uh, you I, gotta I, love Rod Brendamore. Love, love Ron Brendamore definitely. Hey. Do you know if that like that whole story with Brindamore and Lindros is that stuff true? I don't know. It's always been something that people say that I never really looked up the facts of it. So the story goes that what? Yeah, go ahead, uh, tell the story. Well, I mean, I guess Lindros was messing around with Brindamore's wife, and yeah, not even a girlfriend, his wife. No, his right? wife. That's how the story goes. And Brindamore demanded to get out of Philly. Right. And he got shipped over to Hartford and now, of course, you know, Carolina, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that that was it, that when he found out, um, I don't think – I had heard it both ways. But the the first way was I heard that once it got out that Lindros demanded that he be traded, be, Brindamore be traded. And right. that's what happened. I After, like, right around when it first came out, I heard that. And then I think it kind of got, no, Lind- Brindamore wanted out. Because right. of that. So I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, I would love to know if that one was true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it it might have been just one of those things that people hating on Lindros, but I never cared for him. So I'm totally no. cool with it. It makes sense to me. It tracks with me. Yeah, it tracks with me as well. I mean, we've told the story before. We'll say it real quick. When we were in Providence, Rhode Island, we went up for watching some Providence Bruins games and this was the year that the Fleet Center at the time which is now TD Bank Arena or Garden or whatever the Fleet Center was being built the Bruins were playing all their preseason games in Providence so we went up Bobby went to school there we went up there we went to a preseason game it was Flyers and Bruins and um, we were sitting up by the press box and Eric Lindros Rob Brindamore uh, no Brindamore wasn't there it was uh, John LeClaire Hextall Lindros and who is that third guy on the 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 Legion of Boom, the Legion uh, of Doom line? Michael uh, Renf- uh, is it Renfro, Ren- Ren- uh, who the hell was you're it? You're right around it. I don't think that's it, but you're close. Ah, uh, the Legion of Doom. Yeah, was, I'll look it up. Okay, 
We did see them all there. So they were all there. And a bunch of kids came up to get the, their 88 Flyer jersey signed by Lindros. And he walked. We actually had to stand up so he can walk in front of us. He ignored all the kids, walked in front of us to get to the press box and uh, would not sign any of these kids' jerseys. So for that, Lindros will always be a scumbag. Um, Michael Renberg, that's who Renberg. Jeez, yeah. what did I say? Renway? Ren- he said Renfield, Ren- who I think is uh, Renfield. familiar. It's Dracula's. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, played by Tom. <laughs> what was that? Remember he was uh, played by Tom Waits in that uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula way back? Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. That was, that was Tom Waits in that role. It's crazy. I actually like that Dracula. That was Did Coppola, you? right? Yeah, I mean, people gave Keanu Reeves a lot of shit about. Well, it was like, a terrible accent. He sounded like he was like doing the Point Break accent. Yeah, exactly. In, the, in Transylvania, <laughs> he's a you know, it was, it was a little crazy, but uh, I do like that one. It was cool. It's like, still Gary not Oldman. the worst. Still not the worst accent though I've heard in a movie. I have to uh, say to this day, the worst accent I heard was Cameron Diaz doing her Irish accent in Gangs in New York. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty over the top. Um, yeah, I mean, she made DiCaprio's uh, accent sound perfect. Yeah, apparently. and his wasn't even that great. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I tell uh, you, the best part of that movie is, of course, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Yes. Phil, he's his so, best. Uh, speaking of Daniel Day-Lewis, like, I watched There Will Be Blood last night again. Oh, love that movie. Dude, and even my wife had mentioned this, too, and she's like, he's so fucking intense. Yes, like, it's crazy. I, I could not imagine being on a movie set with him. Like I would yeah. imagine him being because he's so method that like he would be that intense in everything he did. Just ordering yeah. lunch or whatever would be that. Like he was so fucking crazy good in There Will Be Blood. Like that yeah. was holy shit, man. And yeah, he's fucking intense. That. Have you ever seen the SNL skit where they were doing uh, There Will Be Blood? No, you have to check it out. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's um. Bill Hader doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Daniel Plainview character. Uh, and I, I think H.W., his son. His son, yeah. Uh, is played by uh, Amy Poehler, which is She is plays hilarious. a little deaf boy. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's just great. Uh, look that up. You get a chance. It's, it's hilarious. I watched uh, also, uh, we watched Zack Snyder's new movie on Netflix. Okay, which uh, one is this? Rebel Moon. Okay. What did you think about this? Well... I found so pre Lucas selling Star Wars to Disney, this was mm-hmm. a script that Snyder had presented George Lucas as a Star Wars movie. Okay. No so, oh. right. Lucas then sold uh, Star Wars to Disney and the deal basically went to poop. So he'd been sitting on this script, working on this script, whatever. How long ago did they fucking buy Star Wars? Like 10 oh, years yeah. ago or whatever, more, right? So yeah. maybe more, right. So let's say 10, 20 years ago. So he's had this script now for that long. Finally gets Netflix to agree to make the two parts of it. I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan. Like, I'm not a fucking fanboy that's like, Snyder's cut is the bomb. Like, listen, to I'm a, right. I, look, I like superhero movies as much as the next guy. Right. Justice League, I don't give a shit if Joss Whedon did it or Zack Snyder did it. Doesn't matter. It sucks. So no. it's a it's no, a garbage movie. So and I've watched them both and they both suck. So I'm not a huge fan of them. But I was like, let's check this out. Dude, it is such a piece of shit, this Rebel Moon. It's the first part. 
uh, afterwards, my wife even said to me, like, I hope they already filmed the second one because there's no way they're going to let them make another one, (laughs) which they did film it. But dude, it is such a mess of a movie. It was like halfway through, we were just making fun of it. And I'm just like, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we've, we've committed this much time. We have to just see it through. Uh, but holy shit, dude, what a piece of garbage. All right, I won't check it out because it sounded like it might have been interesting. I want you to check a, it out, though. Well, yeah, just to enjoy how bad it is. Yeah, and, and I'd like to maybe tell me that I'm wrong and tell me that there's there's more to it than I noticed. And it's it, it, maybe uh, I don't know. Just I would I would if you can spare two hours or so of your life and you want to watch a Star Wars knockoff because that's all called. It's a Star Wars knockoff. Well, that's the thing that you know. When I looked at it first thing I thought with that title was Star Wars, and yeah. then thought, it's not a Star Wars. So it's like it reminds me of a million other things that are Star Wars inspired that sometimes it just feel like knockoffs, like you know, like some kind of you know Walmart version of something. You know? Yeah, that was this Rebel Moon is a Walmart version of Star Wars. So okay. I, I would like you to find some time and watch it, please. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll and let you know. <laughs> you can report back on the show and we'll yeah. discuss. So, all right. I um, think we're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, sure. Not bad for the two of us, right? We got no, yeah. Um, we got to do uh, some kind of New Year's show. I don't know how all we're right. going to work well, this. Well, Saturday is, is our New Year's show. Uh, right. What do you recommend we do for our New Year's show? Should we have punch and pie? I, I definitely. Definitely have some punch and pie. Um, yeah, I mean, we should, we should do something like that. That'd be kind of fun. All right, so let's do New Year's resolutions for the Devils and our show. Okay, I like that. That's a good idea. Right, that's a, it's always a good time to take stock in your life. What's going right? What's going wrong? What what is the deal with New Jersey Devils? How do they resolve their season to something better? And then uh, yeah, let's look at the uh, Uncle Puckers state of the state of the Uncle Puckers. I think the state of the Uncle Puckers is in a just a static state of poop. And yeah, sure. I'm, I think it should stay there yeah. always. Um, but the team, but we should talk about it. Like maybe we'll decide for a resolution. Like maybe Tony should shave his mustache. Maybe that would make the show better. Uh, you know, uh, or uh, you shave your beard. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I you shave you your said. beard, I'll shave my head. I bet that would help the show. You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, I guess Wherever, you know what you said. If you're still with us, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, wherever you're listening to us, a five-star review, a positive comment, a like, a subscription, a download. Apparently, those count for a lot. Um, it would really help us out in promoting download the Download the show 5,000 times, please. It, it, it only reads your IP address once, so all you'll be doing is wow. taking up space on your phone. Go to um, five thousand different. IP go to five thousand different phones. That's what yes. we're saying to do. And seriously, if you are listening to us and you are a Devil fan outside the state of New Jersey, how the hell did you become a Devil fan? And what is it about this team that you like? And how big of a fan are you? Are you so, a? Eh, I just check them out once in a while. I don't barely follow them, but if someone asks, I like them. Or are you a diehard? I watch eighty-two games every year. I don't miss. Uh, you know, I have a tattoo of Scott Niedermeyer on my leg. Like, that's what I want to know. I want to yeah, know. Like, exactly. Yeah. So UnclePuckers at gmail.com. DM us on Twitter, X, uh, whatever. And we will definitely get back to you for Dan. I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. Thank you so much for checking us out. Hope everyone had a wonderful and Merry Christmas. We'll be back Friday after the Ottawa Senator game at 
I think, full force. Um, we'll see you when we see you. Look us out. Bye bye's. No, can't do it. Bye bye, Bobby. We missed you. Awesome. Signed at the end. Bye bye. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> it's over. I gotta get it.